AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. Pre-COVID, we used to see uh, traveling integrator shows or uh, marketing companies would, you know, bring things around and we'd have a day and a half show in a hotel ballroom or something like that where we go and you can see two or three different whatever product it is you're looking at, cameras, displays, microphones, and compare A to B and B to C. Yeah. You got to love a uh, an old-fashioned shootout where you can put, oh, the, I miss those. put them side to side and just yes. be like, oh, I'll it. <laughs> I haven't heard one of those in years and years. That used to be the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll set up a projector and we'll do a shootout and see what's going on. And now they're like, oh, no. <laughs> On this episode, we discuss showrooms, Microsoft Teams rooms, and Enterprise Connect. All that and more on EdTech. EdTech episode 113, Showroom Showdown. Hello, AV friends, and welcome to another episode of EdTech. As always, we have our panel of awesome higher ed AV professionals, Ernie Bailey. How you doing, Ernie? Aaron, I'm doing just fine. It's good to be back. And Rob Raspberry. Hi, thanks for calling me a professional. It's always great to be here with y'all. <laughs> and last but not least, Scott Tyner. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you? Hanging in there about as best as someone can at this time of year. <laughs> well, we can always see the we can see the 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 break coming up here, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Thank goodness. Without further ado, let's jump into the uh, the stories we read this week. So the first one comes to us from AV Magazine, Sony to open crystal LED showrooms across Europe. We've, you know, we've kind of heard more and more that these sort of experience centers and showrooms are open. You know, like how important, if at all, are, are these two technology managers and in-house integrators? I think it's extremely important, especially since my travel budget got cut back. But anyway, um, so being able to see a product up close in person is really, really a necessity. So when we go to the trade shows and we see these in person, it's great. But having like a regional showroom is actually very helpful. So there's been uh, the trend like just gets more and more. There's a number of uh you know, companies that have said, hey, come up to our regional center. We'll show you what we've got. It could be within an hour, a couple hours, you go up, see the same kinds of things you might see at a trade show, maybe ask some questions, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, you see the good, you see the bad. You know, I, I think with sales in anything, it is hard to sell something that you have not seen or put your hands on or tested or tried out. Regional trade shows, national trade shows, showrooms, these are all things that I think, you know, we need to decide, you know, what we're going to buy, what we're going to purchase. Obviously, word of mouth from peers is very important, but that touch of seeing it, like, do you buy a car typically without going and test driving it or trying it out or seeing it in person? I think for the most part, the answer is no. So I, I think these uh, regional showrooms are a great idea. I would love to see more of these. We don't have any really in our area. I mean, I'm six to eight hours away uh, where we are. So we ha we end up doing a lot of on-site demos. And fortunately, most AV companies or uh, some of the integrators are more than willing to uh, bring a product by and show it, uh, leave it right now 
uh, I've got a 136 inch uh, LG video wall on demo uh, for a few weeks uh, to look at. You know, the agreement is that we will invite other universities in the area who are like in the same situation we are. You can't get to a regional showroom. Uh, and travel budgets being, you know, like Rob said, it's hard to get to some of the national shows at times right now. Uh, so we've, you know, we've sent out invitations. A couple have already been by. Uh, we're evaluating it for use in two different locations on our campus. Uh, but, uh, and then uh, one of my uh, techs sent a notice out a few minutes ago that he's arranged to get demos uh, of a couple of different uh auto tracking cameras. But yes, I'm like Rob said, you've got to, you want to put your hands on it. You want to connect it to your, you know, when they bring it here, we can connect it to our system. You know, can we talk to it? Can we make it pan tilt zoom or can we put a good image on it? And does it, is it going to fit exactly where we want it? Those are things that we need to see. Uh, and like I said, I wish we had some sort of showroom or something like that, but, uh, even the integrators are going more to just a small warehouse and office and they ship things in when they're sold. So I need someplace where I can see these, get my hands on them and know that it's going to do what it wants to do. Yeah. I'd imagine, especially for um, like an LED display company, right. it's probably a lot easier for them to hang them in their own room than right. have to rely on their sales team to carefully <laughs> truck them around to uh, their customers. There were actually two people that came to set it up and uh, they were here one afternoon and they did a, an official demonstration the next morning before they left. So it, it cost them something to do it, but uh, you know, hopefully they'll get a sale or two out of these. And these, this was actually from the manufacturer, not from uh, an integrator or a dealer. So, oh, wow, yeah. And I guess it it works out nicely for, too if you were able you were able to get those uh, other local schools right. to check it out too. I was going to add, Ernie, the, the couple of interesting things that you just said that what you have is from the manufacturer and not an integrator. So you right. sort of find if you go to a trade show, a regional trade show, you have either it's sponsored by an integrator. Or there's a bunch of integrators there, except for in the case of, you know, yeah. Infocom. But when you come to a regional showroom or a demo, that's from the manufacturer. So yes. like down where I am, I didn't realize we have like a Biamp, uh, you know, regional kind of warehouse here. And even though it doesn't focus per se on the Tessera and those products, there's a lot of speakers, a lot of other stuff, manufacturing stuff going on. So it's actually really good to get in touch. We got in touch with the higher ed, um, you know, a representative from there. But yeah, this is coming from the manufacturer rather than from the integrator. So you can get that sort of straight up kind of, you know, feedback as opposed to an integrator, not saying that they're all bad, but they're in it for sales. And even though the manufacturer sort of is, you're sort of getting the direct from them what's going on with the device or product that you're looking at. One thing you don't get to do really and that's in either one of the situations we're talking about, whether it's a regional showroom or uh, a demo, maybe with a demo, you can compare it to, to a different product if you've got more than one there or you compare it to what you've already got. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what you do get out of a trade show and 
even, I mean, we pre-COVID, we used to see uh, traveling integrator shows or uh, marketing companies would, you know, bring things around and we'd have a day and a half show in a hotel ballroom or something like that where we go and you can see two or three different whatever product it is you're looking at, cameras, displays, microphones, and compare A to B and B to C. Uh, but, you know, right now it's, you're looking at one, you're looking at, but you're looking at the good and the bad of it. And, you know, like I said, by them leaving it with us, we can look at it uh, in our time and we can run different programs through it and see how it works and how it looks. Yeah. You got to love a, uh, an old fashioned shootout where you can put, oh, I the, miss those. put them side to side and just yes. be like, take it apart. <laughs> I haven't heard one of those in years and years. That used to be the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll set up a projector. We'll do a shootout and see what's going on. And now they're like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Hi, this is Jennifer Goodyear. And Erica Carroll. From, from the, the Women, women in, in AV, AV podcast, podcast. Where we are encouraged by the incredible stories of women in AV. Listen in on fun, empowering conversations as we chat with inspiring women, breaking barriers, and creating their own path in the industry. Check out Women in AV on avnation.tv or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> the next article comes to us from AV Nation. Avixa signs agreement with Microsoft to offer Microsoft Teams rooms training. You know, is this a big deal for higher ed Avixa members? I would like to see Avixa do it with Zoom as well and anyone else. I don't want to, I would not want to see them locking in only doing demos for, uh, you know, one manufacturer or one uh, solutions provider like Microsoft. Uh, I don't think that serves the industry. You know, it's almost an endorsement is what I'm, what I see. And mm. yes, we need, we probably need training on how to do this, but, uh, and it, I don't mind it being passed through a VIXA, but the part, like I said, the partnership is what kind of bothers me. And is it exclusive? If it's not exclusive and we're going to see others, and they're going to partner with other solutions uh, uh, solutions providers or manufacturers, maybe not just for conferencing rooms, but for anything, you know. Generally, manufacturing training, manufacturer's training has been separate from the free Avixa training, which has been kind of agnostic and generic. Yeah, it, Ernie, I, I agree with you. I have to be honest with you. It's funny, I'm... We, we don't use Teams, and I'm so not used to Teams. I'm actually pretty sure I read that article and thought Zoom the whole time I read it. I didn't even rec- <laughs> I didn't even process that it was, it was Teams. But I agree with everything you just said. I think that what evicts a real – so any kind of training is incredible and awesome. Even if it's a product we don't use, I, I would still take that training so that I know what other options there may be out there right. and, and what I might need to push Zoom to do if they're not doing it. But I think that Avixa should set up the um, – um, the, the skeleton of how you're going to do this. You know, if it's four hours of training, you're allowed to do 20 minutes of, of salesmanship and the rest need to be training and then offer it. So zoom, you can come in and do it. Microsoft, you can come in and do it. Anybody can come in and do it and put it through, uh, the, the skeleton that Avixa has set up so that they're not endorsing anybody or, or pushing anybody, um, 
And I, I think any kind of training like that's great. It's a great resource. Another reason for somebody to say, I'm going to keep my membership with Avixa if I can get these kind of training sessions. Yeah. So I agree with both. And what's interesting is, and you guys can chime in on this. When you do Zoom, it, it's, it has a tendency to be very straightforward. I know they're building out a, a larger infrastructure with voice and all this kind of make it its own ecosystem, that kind of thing. But Teams, there's really not a whole lot out there. And you sort of have to discover things on your own. And here's the other part of it. Microsoft has so many layers with authentication, security, all these other kinds of things that you're going to find that with Teams, you, you don't really hear a whole lot about it. And I know that they're doing more features to catch up and try to sort of be Zoom-like. But there are other layers of Microsoft, you know, like as an example, as a regular admin in Zoom, you have a dashboard and you can see all these things. Can't do that in Teams. You have to have higher certification or a higher authorization to do that. Hmm. So I'm sort of curious to see how deep down this training goes. And if it goes deep down into the Microsoft ecosystem, I think that's a great thing. But Ernie, you're absolutely right. The business should say, hey, we offer Zoom training, you know, we offer WebEx training, that kind of thing. I'm just wondering, you know, is this what Avixa uses? Is, you know, how deeply entrenched they are in it? But for me, I am mostly for it, but I, I agree, it, you know, they need to at least put some kind of disclaimer saying, we're just offering this. We have other things that we can train you on. But Teams rooms are a little different beast. Um, you know, we use Teams in and Teams meetings a lot, but Teams rooms we're just sort of getting into and trying to understand. And there, there's a little more complication with uh, some some features and authentication and, and other security stuff. But uh, I'm sort of excited about it. But at the same time, you're right. Got to be, you know, le level the playing field to see what's what's going on here. Yeah, it, I'm I'm wondering if maybe Microsoft just happened to be the first ones to reach out and be like, hey, we do this thing that's kind of related to you guys since AV is becoming so much more in the collaboration space that, you know, maybe they, you know, we're like, hey, let's give this a try. And maybe if it does work with them, then they'll expand their, their portfolio to, to the, you know, the others. But I imagine that most sites that are enterprise Microsoft, you know, they... I already have teams that kind of support the hardware side and then the the software side of the um you know Microsoft Teams rooms but for those you know schools that maybe are smaller that where they maybe it's a one person show and they've got to kind of do it all access to this sort of training might be you know pretty valuable in in a format that if they're already a Vixa members that they're kind of already used to so it wouldn't be something completely, you know, foreign or out of the box for them. Yeah. I mean, my experience is that most corporate places that I deal with, they want to send a team's invite for any kind of meeting that we have, um, as opposed to a, a, a Zoom invite or a Google invite. Same time, lots of educational institutions, even if you're a Google school, you have your Microsoft licensing. And so you actually have access to this. And so... It might be an opportunity if, if they if Microsoft used it wisely to try to break into more and more schools using Teams because they're probably already paying for it. 
So my understanding, uh, Scott, is is that there are like if you have an O365 license, you have certain things that are involved with it, and you do have Teams, but Teams rooms are like Zoom rooms. They're 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 different. You have to pay extra licensing for them, um, um, and set things up. You know, the little more hardware connected to some hardware in a room. You know, whether it's a a, a control panel or an interactive screen that's you know integrated with whatever kind of audio video bar. So, you, yeah. but, but you're absolutely right. So as, you know, an enterprise organization, you may be able to work a little better pricing out in some instances or figure out how that's going to work. But, you know, it, it still has a bit of a way to go to um, sort of catch that Zoom friendliness, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's still a very Microsoft kind of product. I, I, I'm not <laughs> knocking it, but... You're just defining it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're... Both a Zoom and a Teams campus, we use Zoom for academic programs uh, and Teams for administration. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do not have Zoom rooms or Team rooms on campus. It's a very deliberate decision that all of our conferencing rooms are agnostic is the term we use. And you can, and most of the rooms have a built-in computer. So you walk in and on the taskbar, there is a Zoom Zoom button and a Teams button. And you click on those, you log in as yourself, and you can either uh, meet with someone over Teams or meet with someone over Zoom or WebEx or whatever. But uh, we've removed, we started out by just removing hardware codecs from the rooms that we had in so many. Uh, As COVID took over, we saw such a an improvement in conferencing technologies from Zoom and then Teams and others that we didn't need the hardware-based conferencing anymore. And at that point, we made the decision that we were going to have our room set up where they could use whatever platform and we would download whatever codecs were needed. So you can use whatever whatever you're comfortable with and you have a license for. Uh, everyone on campus has a Teams license, at least for conferencing. Uh, not everyone has the phone version of it, uh, but we have Zoom licenses that we do assign to faculty members when they're actively teaching. So Now let's talk about the last article. This one comes to us from AV Nation again. And this one is Enterprise Connect 2024 announces keynotes by Microsoft, Cisco, and Zoom leaders. So this one's a little bit outside of, you know, what the, you know, higher ed space would normally attend as a show. How important is it to to go to a non-infocom show or what other shows should we be looking at as uh, higher ed technology managers? So this is pretty interesting. Um, so they happen to have Cisco, Cisco and Zoom and Microsoft and doing all this, you know, IT kind of oriented thing. And, you know, let's face it, it, the evolution is, is that AV professionals have more IT skills. And because they have more IT skills, putting out a conference that might be more IT based is probably valuable. And I noticed down in the paragraph, they have somebody from Microsoft Teams that's going to be talking about things. Um, You know, I was just checking out, I guess, Microsoft Ignite was just a couple of days ago. And so you could, 
even log on that online and see a couple different, you know, uh, sessions, even though it was very much AI focused, there were still some collaboration sessions that you could look at. So having a large IT based um, conference that has keynotes that are sort of on collaboration to sort of draw some of us in, I think is a good thing. Just have to see what are the breakout sessions? What are the keynotes? If there's tracks like Infocom, is there something that's valuable enough for us to attend? And then also have to look at the date. There's some people that can't make Infocom. Is this at a different date where you have one conference you can go to a year? Maybe this is the one to take a look at to see what's going on. I, I think, you know, you have to understand that, yeah, Infocom's great, the VIX is great, but not necessarily the only, you know, uh, game in town. So it's good to keep your mind open and see what else is out there. Yeah, I think that to me, it, it's about, it's a, I, exactly like Rob said, it, it's it's about what what is your role? Is your role of a, kind of to envision where you're going to be in, in five years and be a visionary and kind of learn about the new stuff and pre be prepared for it? Is your role actually for, uh, programming and design. And so where you've got to decide in your role and your organization, which one of these conferences um, are, are the most productive and are going to return the greatest value back to you. And I, I think you do even have to question some of the bigger conferences like Educause or the like, they are, they're really expensive to get to and to be at now. And I, I want my I want me and my team to continue to develop, but you have to be able to show some kind of return on investment. Um, and so it to me, it's that question of how does this match up with what you need to do and with where your institution is going as to whether or not you attend and get value from it. Yeah. Uh, what is available at the conference? Is it, you know, just the keynote speakers? Are there other educational opportunities? But also, is there a show floor? I find that just as important as the educational programs, as we talked about earlier, getting in and actually seeing, putting your hands on the product, deciding this will meet the needs that I have. Yes, I do need some instruction on how to do these things. A lot of that can be done more online. You don't have to be in person for a lot of that. Some of it, it is good to be there. And are there going to be other people in similar roles to mine networking? That's, uh, you know, networking and seeing the show floor are the two most important parts of a trade show for me Absolutely. Uh, and for who, what, where I decide I'm going to send my staff. Uh, budgets are limited. Where can we go? Which one do we pick? Yeah. So I kind of buried the lead a little bit here because I actually will be speaking at a breakout session at Enterprise Connect okay. um, that's basically, um, you know, talking about. UCC in higher ed. Um, it'll be myself, Ryan Gray, um, Alicia Henley from Sennheiser and another high, or I think maybe two, one or two more, um, other higher ed members. So it, um, it should be a good one. And they're making an effort to try to attract more higher ed, um, uh, sort of breakout sessions and um, uh, things for higher ed folks. So they um, end up, there are, there is a floor show and Hetma will actually have a small, 
presence on the floor. Mm-hmm. Definitely not like we did at Infocom, but it will at least be a little something. Um, and but there's all there are partners um, that you know higher ed folks are familiar with uh, that'll be there. Um, and we're also trying to plan some uh, higher ed specific networking um, opportunities too. Yeah, so. I, I noticed, and I as soon as you said that, I went on went to the website, put that in the chat, and noticed the other thing that's interesting is the date. It's March, so yes. that is completely sort of on the flip side of the calendar year for Vixa and Infocom. So this is looking a little interesting. I, I you know, it certainly is more IT. Uh, oriented and everything else. But like you said, you're going to be there. Aaron Hatman's going to be there. So what's going on here? I guess we have to look at the price too. Ooh, maybe we can get complimentary passes to come down and check it out. Ooh. Well, there, you're kind of, you're like, you you saw right where I was going, Rob, because um, Hatma does have a discount code. Um, It is Hetma 400, and that is a $400 discount off of the price of the conference. Um, I don't recall how much it is in total, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And um, there'll definitely be more information about the um, higher ed presence at Enterprise Connect coming forward. Plus, um, AV Nation is also a media partner. Oh, wow. Oh, we're discovering all kinds of things on these podcasts, aren't we? (laughs) Yes. As always, this is another awesome episode. And um, with, you know, this being the last episode of ours for this year, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I thank you all for being so awesome and being here with me every month and seeing me through this first full year as host of EdTech. Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's always awesome is, you know, it used to be like, you know, I'm going to say it, the trade show where you see everybody and do peers and I get to do it almost every month. With a, with a great group of people. So it's really great to talk about, you know, pertinent issues, things that affect all of us. And it's just been fantastic. And it's going to be fantastic in years to come. Yeah, I agree with everything Rob just said. It's great getting together with all of us uh, on a monthly basis. It makes me uh, try to stay on top of things. So I'm, I'm ready for these discussions uh, and not just uh, sitting back and enjoying what what we've already done. So. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the, the monthly guests are fantastic too. It always gives you an opportunity to meet somebody new and think about uh, what they're doing and what you're doing in different ways. So it's been awesome. Excellent. Well, all right, Ernie, if people want to get in touch with you, how might they? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to find me. Okay. And how about you, Rob? Well, I was going to say they can contact you, but I'm on LinkedIn and also I'm on the Drexel.edu, Rob Raspberry. My email is rer37 at Drexel.edu if you want to send me any questions or inquiries. Excellent. And how about you, Scott? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn or you can find me on Threads. I'm trying to, to move into a different social media platform for various reasons, if you've watched any news things lately. Um, so either one of those two uh, social media platforms. Excellent. And as for me, you can find me on um, LinkedIn 
and on the uh, Twitter sphere, at least for now, uh, at smearin underscore off underscore ice. And you can catch all of us each month on a right here on AV Nation on the EdTech podcast. See you next time. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.